service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Over 48 hours after Celtic beat Rangers 4-0, it's Real Madrid. The European champions are in town and heading for the East End to prepare for tomorrow night. Rangers fans still in shock after losing so heavily at Parkhead. What went wrong with Rangers? And can they fix it in time for the flight tomorrow for the game with Ajax on Wednesday in Amsterdam? Barry's with us and Leanne Crichton. Leanne, welcome back. Thanks, Paul. And you brought back a Celtic in form. What did you make of that performance on Saturday? Oh, it was outstanding. Yeah, start to finish, I thought they were absolutely uh, at the races. Every single player across the pitch turned up, they performed, they knew what it was about. Um, and from a Rangers perspective, to look at it, it was far too easy. And you don't often say that after any old firm game, but Celtic were scintillating. What will Rangers need to do to catch Celtic? Five points clear, OK, only six games gone. But Celtic at the moment looking unstoppable? Yep, they do look that way. I think it looks like it could be for them another invincible season. I don't see anybody other than Rangers taking points off them. Um, certainly from what I've seen at this point in the season, Rangers just need to focus on Rangers. I think, you know, the games that they've um, performed domestically, they've been OK. You know, the Hibs game was the only mark against their name heading into the Old Firm game, which was the draw, the 2-2 draw. From now on in, they cannot drop any other points uh, and it's got to come down to the other remaining Old Firm games. But certainly Celtic won't be phased by Saturday. You know, for them, they're in cruise control, five points clear heading into this game tomorrow night. They're in a great position. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Leanne's here. Barry, you don't want to talk about the game, do you, Rangers? <laughs> do you want to ask about Leanne about well, her studies over recent months? It's been 48 months? hours or so yep. after. It's been a long 48 hours. <laughs> tough. Believe me, it's been, yeah, it's been a tough one. You um, were on with us on Saturday. Saturday. I'm going to sugarcoat yep. it. Celtic were miles in front. The Rangers um, obviously watched the game in here. Then I went back home. And I don't know what Leanne's like sometimes. I like to look, watch a game a second time. Um, and it, it was even worse a second time. They were just so far in front Celtic. Thoroughly deserved their win. Rangers never matched their tempo, never matched their enthusiasm. And they switched off three times in the game. And that cost them. And you can't you can't switch off. You know what Celtic are like. You know when it, it goes out for a throw-in, when they get a free kick in the middle of the park, they try and take it quick because that's the way they, they want to play. And you've got to be switched on and um, no turning your back. You've got to face the ball Rangers didn't do that and they get punished and if you do that against a good team they are going to go and, go and punish you and that's exactly what, what Celtic done and listen it was a sore watch sore watch for the Rangers fans and I would imagine today they'll be going through that video of that game um, and there'll be some questions been asked and they need to sort it out quickly because it's another massive week for sure. Rangers they fly out they're tomorrow over, yep, yep. they're over in Amsterdam on Wednesday and then they're up at a difficult place at the weekend in Petaudry. Barry, how could that happen again though? Because February the 3rd came and went, Rangers saw Celtic you know, go at them 
incessantly The players have got to take responsibility I, mm. I listened to Gio's interview twice after the game Twice I listened to it And he says they knew That's what they were all about Now is that down to lack of concentration Lack of focus They just totally switched off And as I said Paul When you switch off against a good team They're going to do one thing And that's punishing And that's what Celtic done Leanne You'd be surprised that Rangers were Almost like naive Absolutely I, I thought they had learnt their lesson from last season. You know, that similar type performance where Celtic came out the traps flying, got their noses in front. I think from there on in, that performance and that defeat probably helped Rangers to then go on in their European run last season. I think they learnt a lot about the team. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst then changed the system. It seemed like they were agile enough to do that in certain games. But as Barry says, at any level of football, you cannot afford to switch off in those key moments. And as much as you get in at half-time at Celtic Park on Saturday, you're three goals down... To go and pull that performance apart, it was two throw-ins and a free mm. kick where the goals came from. Now, literally any level of the game, that is unacceptable. To switch off, to turn your back in the ball, as Barry said, they would have known that that's what Celtic do. That is the intensity that they create. Yeah. It's a multi-ball system. Mm. It's relentless at Celtic Park. The ball goes out behind Joe Hart and there's a, another ball in his hands before the other ball even stops moving. Yep. That's how quick it is. It's back in play. It's yep. constant. Every single player, the sprint to get the ball... You, Rangers surely must have been preparing to go up against that type of intensity and to me it, it just looked like they were miles off it Leanne's bang on bang on it's no secret no it's no secret and that's why I was taken aback um, from the goals that, that Rangers lost and if you watch Gio's interview I think mm. he was shell-shocked let's hear Sean big Rangers fan on the line hi Sean hi there guys how you doing yep we're fine thank you how are you what are you thinking uh, what I'm thinking is I would change the goalkeeper for Wednesday night. I would either play Rob McClory or Alan McGregor. Oh, even throwing in McClory. I'll throw that first to you, Leanne. Would you make that change? I think until this point, John McLaughlin hasn't done much wrong. I thought based on that performance across the pitch, if any other player... It was difficult to single out anybody in terms of their performance, but I really thought the first goal... You've only got the comparison of Alan McGregor. You're looking at it. Does Alan McGregor get a stronger hand to that? Does he anticipate it? The first goal, it's a weak hand. The ball ends up in the back of the net. What do you think? The third one, the ball goes through his legs. Again, it's very reactive. For me, I probably would change it. I would take him out the, the limelight because I think for him, it's a really tough day and his performance has been highlighted. Other outfield players will get away with it because the performance yeah. was so dominant. And in the moment, he's the one that you look at and you can actually look at the clips and the goals and say, could he have done better? And I genuinely believe... And another day, John McLaughlin's performance could have been better, but I also think Alan McGregor. And even from an organisational perspective, I don't see John McLaughlin doing the same things that Alan McGregor does. You know, when he comes out and he barks at the, the back line, he barks at the midfield, those moments from throw-ins, etc. Could he have influenced it a wee bit more? I don't know, but I certainly think take him out, make the change. Barry, what's Gio going to do? Is he going to change? I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Me, I would. I would have that had Alan McGregor in at the start of the season and I've maintained I'm not been hard on um, John McLaughlin I think he's a very good goalkeeper but you're talking about Alan McGregor here you're talking about an outstanding goalkeeper a top class goalkeeper so it'll be interesting to see what he does on Wednesday night and Leanne makes a brilliant point there it is highlighted because he's a goalkeeper a lot of the outfield sure. players will get away with their performances because there was so many sloppy performances on that pitch but it will be highlighted with the first goal where I, I, look, I think if you ask John McLaughlin his honest opinion 
he's got to be stronger at the first goal and the fourth goal it's one of the ones just launch it up yeah. halfway line let Morelos battle for it don't take any chances when when the game's done the, the game's done at 3-0 Sean what's your next point? Um, my next point is um, what have I got to say there I'm hoping we get a, a big improvement on Wednesday, but I think we'll play a wee bit different than Wednesday, but we're going to need to get an improvement and we certainly need to win against um, Aberdeen at the weekend or the title is probably got to Celtic. Yeah, I've said it. I mean, every week's a massive yeah. week at, at Rangers, but certainly with the performance and the, the result at the weekend, um, they need a reaction. They need to show what, what it's all about to play with Rangers and look, it's a tough play. I, Tough place. Ajax, that's the way Ajax play as well. They play a real high-tempo game and then come the weekend, they're going up to a tough place. I've been up there many a times. I know what it's like up there. Is that one of the toughest to go to? Yeah, it's one yeah. of the tough. I mean, you know, the history between mm. the two yep. clubs. It's always a difficult place to go, Petodre, but look, a massive week. And it'll be interesting to see what Gio does over the coming days in terms of his, his team selection. Do you think he looked embarrassed at the end? He went over to the Rangers fans, yeah, put I, his hand up. Yeah, embarrassed, but he, he was fuming. Mm. It's a hard one from though, Paul. There's only three managers in Rangers history that have ever not won their opening four Old Firm games and he's the fourth now. Quite a start, really, when you look at it and you think of the pressure and you look at some of the managers, Graham Murray being one of them, and you look at the position that Rangers were in when Graham Murray was in charge. Not the same level, it's not the same comparison as what Van Bronckhorst has got, so for him it's a sore one. I think going into this midweek game, I think going into the weekend next week, Rangers have not become a bad side overnight. Let's be honest with that as well. I think it's at the point where you look at Celtic and you credit their performance levels just now and how good they are. European football seems to suit Rangers a bit better when you look at the performances last season. And it's maybe a good thing that this midweek game comes because it gives you an opportunity not to bounce straight back into domestic football. You can go and blow the cobwebs away and hopefully produce a better performance because we want to see the, the Scottish teams doing well. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of murmurs in terms of Van Bronckhorst get rid of him sack I think it's far too early I think that's that, that's nonsense but listen what everybody goes on about the manager the players now need mm. to take a bit of responsibility it's not, look, I know the manager puts a team out there in terms of tactics and formation but also at some stage players have got to take responsibility mm. and at the end of the day Celtic blew them away at the weekend which I never seen coming I, I knew it was going to be a tough place mm. to go and get a result but I didn't think it was going to be what happened on Saturday. Here's another Rangers fan. Derek is on the line from Cardonald. Hi, Derek. Hi there. So, what do you think? What uh, what would you want to see changed? I agree with Barry in some context in terms of we've got a lot of players that probably don't take responsibility. But my bigger concern is Gio's going to sack himself. And that's with his approach to games, especially domestic away games. I'll take the European side out of it. He's been... Fantastic over two legs, um, but their away games are not good enough. We, we are setting up far too defensive for a club of our size. We're playing with two holders, and even sometimes the third midfielder is not offensive enough. It's not bringing us up the pitch, and teams are realising that if you stop the two holders, Rangers have got nowhere to go, and that's that's independent of whoever, whoever Geo picks. It's his setup. It's the exact same way he played at Feyenoord. Everyone's heard now of the horseshoe, where it's left back to left centre half to right centre half to right back and back again the play is far too slow 
And Celtic have got us absolutely licked with the way that they're playing and pressing the life out of teams. We cannot do that. And that's what I, I think that's what will get Gio the sack, not the pressure from the fans. Leanne, what would you say to that? And Barry, before the game, thought it would be Scott Arfield would be in mm-hmm. rather than Stephen Davis, who you you know you love Stephen Davis as a player. What do you feel about what Derek's saying? I think middle to front Rangers lack pace. They lack an awful lot of pace when you compare them to Celtic and how direct they are. Even the stats, you go back across the stats on Saturday, very even. Rangers actually edged it in terms of possession and the amount of passes in the game. But Celtic are ruthless in, in the speed and the intensity that they move through the thirds and they have that end product. Rangers don't have that same end product. You look at Ryan Kent, the amount of times he comes back in himself, goes back, recycles it. Um, I don't know if Gio will, will get himself sacked. I don't know if it's as, as drastic as that. I think it's a different style um, in the way Rangers have played and it's worked to a point. You go through the performances, I think anybody that goes away from home other than Celtic just now who, you know, they're scoring goals for fun. Nobody really is doing that across the league. And I think teams, of course, they'll have sussed Rangers out to a point. They'll know how to prevent them. But as I say, Hibs was the only game that Rangers had dropped points and they finished that game with nine men. You know, I think even if they finish the game with ten players, they probably don't concede a late goal. So it's hard to fault Van Bronckhorst too much. But I do think he should have learned his lesson and there could have been probably a slight tweak to the personnel on Saturday that would have dealt with Celtic a lot better than they were able to. Barry? Yeah, in terms of the personnel, I was surprised there wasn't a forward-thinking central mm-hmm. midfielder in there. I did think Scotty Arfield would have would have played in the right with Tillman and the, the uh, centrally with, with Kamara and Lundstrom. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went with the three pretty similar players mm-hmm. More like the, the, the holding side of it, but listen, see stats, forget about possession. Celtic could have 80 and mm-hmm. we could have 20. It's all about the result, you know what I mean? It's about the mistakes mm-hmm. that Rangers made on the pitch. And I come back to it, switching off. You can't switch off against a good team. Is the manager not getting that across to the players that they have to be? Well, he did. He spoke after the game and clearly says that was one mm-hmm. of the conversations or a number of conversations they had leading up to the game. I mean, if you watch Celtic, which we all do every single week it's evident what they do as soon as the ball goes, it goes out Leanne says before the ball's out there's another mm-hmm. ball in the, a player's hand ready to go energy a quickness to their, their game but you can't turn your back I think it, it. you need to look at the players an awful lot you know and Ryan Kent's an example of that you know I think he's a player that's been about Rangers an awful long time now um, when you look at the longevity of a player at any yeah. football club, he's played in countless old firm games. He knows what it's about. He knows what it takes. And he's one of those players that switches off. So if those guys are not tuned in, what have the likes of Tillman got to look up to? Because he's just come into that environment. You could have taken Tillman off after 20 minutes on Saturday. I thought he, he was he was worse than a man down at times. And it's hard to say that, but he's a young player trying to find his feet. And Barry knows it better than I do. Sink or swim in an old firm. Surely you either hit the ground running or the occasion takes over and I felt the occasion took over with him you know I was really surprised that he came back out at half time so those decisions are perhaps the ones that Van Bronckhorst needs to answer because he stood by him in that moment you could have had a guy like Arfield again who knows what it's about who gives you that bit of pace wee bit more middle to front forward thinking stretches a back line and makes it a bit more difficult to play against Derek, we, do, we, we, yeah. we do lack a bit of pace Leanne makes mm. a good point when you look at Rangers and Again, Celtic. Celtic the speed are, of Celtic. Yeah, they're really strong in the wide areas and, and through the middle. That's one of the, their strongest points, the, the sharpness and, and quickness of them. Um, and that's what Rangers do lack. 
Kent's got it, but I need to see more for Ryan Kent. He doesn't use it. Yeah, he, I, he I doesn't. I'm a big admirer of Ryan Kent, and I've said it countless times on here, but I need to see more. And you wanted to see it beforehand. Derek, the transfer window, we all know, has gone. Are you disappointed yep. with the business? Extremely disappointed. Um, the money that we have pulled in, the money that the fans have put in, the Bassi, and then I think we all assumed when we beat PSC that there'd be at least one quality addition. I've been screaming out for a central midfielder. We lack creativity from middle to front. The thing I like about Tillman and why he should be in the 10 position is he's always half-turned. Mm-hmm. He's always waiting to receive the ball in a half-turn so that we can release the wide men or we can release Cholak or Morelos. We don't have another midfield that does that. So to put him wide right was another mistake by Gio on Saturday. Scott Arfield on the wide right, which is not his position, is probably more inclined to tracking back with Taylor or giving Tavernier a hand. Um, so yeah, definitely we should have brought some quality in in terms of the middle of the park. The right wing situation is still an issue. Matondo does not look up to it at this precise time, but we need to give him some time. The thing for me is we just lack movement as well as pace. We don't move teams about as much as we should. And I think that's when we were at our best under Gerard when we played with Aribo and Kent. We were able to create chaos, as Gerard used to call it. And that's what Celtic do. Afad is not a right winger as such. He's a guy that starts on the right and he'll be in the box. We don't have that movement. And, and in terms of the Scottish game, you have to have that movement and the quality will shine through. Rangers will win the vast majority of the game if they show that quality. But if we're playing at this pedestrian pace that Gio wants us to play at, teams are looking after 20 minutes. Hibs changed their shape. Mm. That shouldn't be happening in a, in a Scottish game. No disrespect to Hibs. We should not have our manager saying, they're not coming at us with any intensity. I'll just change my shape. Union SG done it. You know, we, we were lucky to probably win at the opening game in Libya, although we dominated most of the game. That, that's on the manager, and that's why, in my view, if he doesn't change the way he wants the Rangers to play, with more intensity, one holding midfielder, we don't need two for the vast majority of games, he's going to get himself the sack. Derek, thanks for calling. 0808 17 17 700 Celtic fan next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Paul Cooney, Leanne Creighton, Barry Ferguson. Leanne, well done. A couple of years as well as playing football for Glasgow City and then Motherwell for the last season and a half and all your Scotland caps You've been studying for a BA honours and is all the work now completed? It is, thankfully. Yeah, it's been a, a tough couple of months. Tough couple of years it's been busy, but I've embraced the challenge and yeah. I think as long as you're you're organised and you've got your head in the game, certainly for me it was something that I was determined that I would go and achieve. Um, further education, I think at any point in life is good, so to hopefully attain a degree at 35 will be, will be good going, but I'm really yeah. glad to see the back of the work because it was relentless. In a rage away there, yeah. eh? 35. Make me feel old. Make me feel old. You, me, University of Life. Is that the degree? Did you ever get a doctorate for all your contribution to football? No? Come on. <laughs> Let's go back on the lines in a second or two. Lee Labada, probably man of the match on Saturday. This is what he said after his two goals. Yeah, I really feel amazing. I think this is, was important game for the fans, for us, for everyone. I really enjoyed and I really just want to t- uh, to say thank you for the players that helped me to score and all the coaches and the fans on support. And uh, we have game on Tuesday, big game, uh, and I will focus there. And we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu, who's been speaking today about Saturday, but also we're only, what, 26 hours away from 
the European champions are in town. It's so exciting, isn't it, Leanne? It's uh, it's phenomenal. It's a quick turnaround. It's incredible. Yeah, brilliant. Really good for Scottish football. Um, these are the games that everybody wants to be part of. I think just to have that spectacle in Glasgow, both teams, Rangers and Celtic, to be at the cha- in Champions League um, is excellent. I think it will do the world a good for, for Scottish football. I'm really interested to see how Celtic will fare tomorrow night. I think for them it's a, a huge challenge. But I think physically where they're at and as a team in, in terms of the momentum and the feel-good factor around the club, every player must be ready to go. Here's Kevin on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Kevin. How you doing? How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So what are you thinking tomorrow night? I think you've got a question about how Celtic are going to play. I think it'll be a, a totally different lineup from Saturday. Um, I think oh, yeah. he'll need to change it. But he's got the depth and squad to actually do that. Albeit, people have just signed. Um, but I think it's not going to be the same team no chance no he's going to change things let's get the injury update from the manager uh, for tomorrow ahead of answering that one I was there on the weekend uh, Carl uh, Starfelt um, yeah I had his knee and uh, we haven't had an exact diagnosis but it's nothing too serious but we keep him out for a couple of weeks and um, and Kyogo obviously his shoulder uh, trained this morning looked okay so he's available I've made a decision with him He'll play or not, but um, in terms of him training and doing everything in training, he was fine. Barry, that's big news for Celtic. Kyogo training this morning. Yeah, I seen that. I was watching Sky Sports. Um, it must have been a, a kick in the teeth with him coming off. But to be fair, Yakamak has come on and and gave the Rangers defence a, a, a tough time. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think he'll make... I know Kevin's saying he'll make a lot of changes. I think it's probably in the forward areas he might make a couple of changes through the middle on the right side they might bring Maeda in Jota mm-hmm. for me he's got to play and he's the he's the outstanding player at this moment in time potential superstar isn't he yeah he has like what 6.8 million pound yeah. they mm-hmm. paid for him if he continues that sort of form Paul week in week out which he'd done last year he did get an injury for I think a couple of months but if he produces that sort of form I don't think Celtic will be able to keep a hold of him because he's <laughs> He's different class. Kevin? I was saying that on work today. If we can keep a hold of Jota and a Riley for at least one, two seasons, we would be lucky. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, I've got to say as well, me and Leanne were talking about Matt O'Reilly. Never knew anything about him. Comes for MK Dons, League One. What a find that's been. Frightening. What a find that's been. And um, I, I know people said Abada was, was probably player of the match but that's based on his goals I thought Matt O'Reilly was outstanding I thought it's just the way he controlled the game his tempo his intensity his vision, vision. He, range of pass he's got it all and he's just a player that's really unassuming I don't think he ever stands out he, he seems really quiet on the pitch he doesn't you know, he's not going about barking orders as such but he leads by example in the way that he plays um, yep. he's got a real bright future in the game and as you say Kevin it'll be a struggle I think for Celtic to hold on to guys like this because even come the next transfer window if they're performing the way that they're performing and they then go, go and put themselves in that short window with Champions League matches and if they that can they can stand out name your price yeah clubs can come in for them if they want in January <laughs> listen <laughs> that's fine with you me. are hoping Barry Ancelotti said what? Celtic will be the most difficult game so far yeah. for Real Madrid but what was interesting yeah. I was listening on Sky the day with his, his live interview and he's not going to change mm, that's he's not what going, going to change his, his approach which was interesting to hear that why should I I want to go and see what this mm. approach is going to be like against a, a top class opposition so 
Um, that'll be what, what a game. I mean, you're talking Real Madrid, you're talking Phenomenal. about guys like yeah. Benzema and Modric, who <laughs> look, Leanne played midfield. Modric is just a, a world class mm. football player. He's just, I could watch him all day. Right here is the manager speaking about his approach tomorrow. What's he going to do? I think it's why we've been so consistent because the players kind of have a clear understanding of what we need to do every week, you know, irrespective of the opponent. So if I... And there are certainly different approaches you can take. I've said that a million times. It's not just about... There's a million ways you can be successful in a game of football. And if we change our tactics every week and, and we were that kind of team and we were successful, then the players would be expecting that tomorrow night. But they understand what, you know, their roles are within our team, how we're going to play... We do that every week and we do that for a reason and that's because we want to win games of football and, and be successful and, um, you know, if I walked in there tomorrow and, and said, look, we're, we're going to change our approach, I think it's not just tomorrow night that we, we kind of miss an opportunity but further down the track, I think there'll be doubts in their minds about, well, why are we actually doing this? I keep saying that the reason we play this football is to win. That's it. I love that it's exciting. I love that our supporters love it. Um, I, you know... I think that's important, but if it wasn't successful, I wouldn't do it. Leanne, he's answered it. He's nah, not he's, changing. No, he won't change. I think, though, it's hard to... I don't expect him to change the system. And I think when I listen to a lot of managers now in the modern day game that are so adamant, I would never change. I'll play... If I want to build it for the back, my team will do that regardless of who we play against. But it's risk risk versus reward. And I think that'll be proven tomorrow night, one way or another for Celtic. I think they're going to need to adapt within the game because they're coming up against much better quality. Yeah. Saying to Barry they're off here, you look at the, the, the crosses and the deliveries that Borna Barisic put into the box on Saturday, not one Rangers player could capitalise on it. Some great balls. World class yeah. deliveries, real yeah, top five. draw mm-hmm. in the first half, five. you know, and nobody's on the end. Of it. That won't be the same tomorrow night. If Real Madrid go and exploit the fullback areas the way Rangers did in moments without even turning up, you could effectively say they could cause Celtic a number of problems. Edge of the box, the quality, Modric, whoever it's Benzema, yep. real quality. So I think there's going to be a bit of Celtic's game that they will need to be adaptable, they will need to be agile, there probably will be changes to the system. Barry mentioned Maida, I think the intensity of his press, his work rate, um, the quality that he gives you out of possession is probably a player for me that has to come into that system. Um, but it's going to be really interesting. You've got to admire Ange Postacoglu. I think he's... Great to listen to. I think he's really set in his ways. He knows what he wants from his team. Um, but it could go one or two ways tomorrow night. Kevin, what's your scoreline tomorrow? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, uh, 2-1 Celtic. 2-1 Celtic. Thanks, Kevin, for calling 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. You were saying that on Saturday, Barry. He speaks such good sense. Yeah, I enjoy listening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, both of them, both Postacoglu and... In Geo, I think they're very honest in their, their, their pressers um, before and after the game. But listen, Postacoglu, again, unknown come in and mm. the, the, the brand of football that he's brought to Celtic, let's be honest, when you watch it, it is exciting. Um, very, very attack-minded. They do leave themselves wide open at the back at times, certainly in the full-back areas, as Leanne was saying a few minutes ago. And when you come up against a top-quality team, I mean, you're talking about European champions here. They're, they're clever enough um, but it'll be interesting to see will Real Madrid switch off mm-hmm. and will at, they, at set pieces yeah. 
That throw-in, I very much doubt that. Doubt it. Here is uh, Ange Postacoglu speaking about Ancelotti, who we see it today. He was praising Celtic. And this is Ange's reply. Well, hopefully he's saying it after the game, mate. That's more important, you know, again, before the game. Um, but, you know, I've, I've got a great sort of admiration and respect for him because he's been put in charge of some of the biggest football clubs in the world, you know, who, um, and he's been successful wherever he's been. And... Yeah, knowing that just how challenging this job is, the fact that he's been given that responsibility, um, you know, it's, it's some of the biggest clubs in the world and, and it's brought success. Uh, to me, that's, uh, you know, like I said, I've got a great admiration and respect for, for everything that Carlo's done. And Barry Ancelotti has hinted he'll rest some of his top players, maybe. Yeah. He has, well, yeah. But if you look at their squad, they're fully top players, yeah. Paul. I know they're starting 11s um, amends, but you look at the the bench that they, they can, the sort of players that they can bring in. Um, they're the biggest club in the world, would you say? Real Madrid. You know, European champions. Mm. They're, they're, they're the best team. 14 um, times they've got, they've got a top, top manager. He, he's managed all the top clubs um, in Spain and Italy and England. Um, so, look, Celtic are going to be in for a tough one. But, look, Celtic confidence will be sky high and I, I would imagine Celtic Park tomorrow night I mean the fans will be going absolute crazy because who's coming to town so it's it'll be interesting to see but look you never know I always say this about the old firm when they're playing home games in Europe always that they're always in me a chance because of the fans um, and the atmosphere that the, the fans create in the stadium I see Rodrigo who scored at the weekend says no matter who they play or who they drop they can beat Celtic tomorrow Leanne of course they can. You know, look at the magnitude of the club and, and the calibre of player that they have. Um, but I don't think Celtic have got... They're the complete underdogs, regardless of what way you look at it. Who would have thought, you know, before Ange Postacoglu came into Celtic, the turnaround in the time frame, the additions of the amount of players that he's had to go and recruit, that they would be facing the European champions at Celtic Park, you know, a season and a half later. It's it's remarkable, it really is remarkable. Um, I listened to Ange Postacoglu speaking in a podcast last week where he alluded to the fact that they'd had additional weeks in, in pre-season in their preparation, so even in the first couple of weeks of the domestic season, they continued the intensity and the training load as it would have been in pre-season, preparing for Champions League games. So I think in any game, and, and Barry you know, would maybe agree, if you can go and match any of the top sides physically... And that comes, you know, across mentally as well. If you don't mentally fatigue mm -hmm. in certain moments, which arguably that was what happened to Rangers at certain moments in the first half, that they were working so hard to stay in the game that they physically couldn't compete. Therefore, you switch mm -hmm. off mentally and you make mistakes. Um, that's where Celtic are trying to get to. So they've got a brilliant opportunity, as Barry says, with the fans as well tomorrow night to be that 12th uh, player and to give you that injection of energy. Real Madrid, whether they turn up and whether they perform or do they just come into this game thinking, you know, it's a guarantee, they've got a better squad, they've got a better manager in their minds. Um, but Celtic have done everything right up until this point, so it's going to be a cracker tomorrow night. Isn't it curious how Rangers have done so well in Europe but are struggling at the moment in the Premier League, in the Premiership, mm -hmm. and Celtic, you know, out in front at the moment, but Europe's a big test for them and the record hasn't yeah. been good recently. In recent years in Europe for Celtic, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, but you made a point as well. I think they won three games in their group stage last year. Yeah. Well, remember they were two up against Real yeah. Betis yeah. away, mm -hmm. and yeah. almost three. But you mean you can't go away from home in Europe and score three goals and and, and get beat? Sure. Um, so that that will be something that be disappointed. But it'll be interesting to see. This is you're in with the big boys now. Yeah. You're in with the, the best clubs, the best teams, the best players in the world. Um, 
and he's he's clearly not going to change the, the way that his team go about games um, so it'll be interesting to see how they match up against a top class team in, in Real Madrid I'm going to ask you what you saw in it Barry you've watched it again I see you said in your column today that it was even worse I think the second time round watching it for you we're going to ask you about I, I don't know why I watched it again yeah. because it is always worse the second <laughs> time well you said you'd make the manager tell show it to the players yeah I'd watch yeah, it yeah I would show them yeah. there's, there's three things you need to show them that's the three goals the first three goals Here's what Ange Postacoglu said afterwards about what pleased him. Just not everything, you know, it's, it's a big occasion. You know, we, we kind of know what's at stake. And I guess people were sort of suggesting that we'd had an easy run in terms of games so far. I didn't see it that way, but, you know, if this was going to be our first test, it's how we handled it. And, you know, we handled it really well. Our, our, you know, our defensive work, our press was just outstanding today and I thought, uh, you know, really got on top of them. Right, Barry, that was... Yeah, uh, it's having a wee pop at yeah. people because that, that's what yeah. they were saying, but it was the real first test mice. I don't know what Leanne's thinking. Um, they're coming up against they're, they're going to be their clearest, uh, clearest challengers for the league title mm. this season but listen the, the, the wipe the floor I mean I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it sure. anymore it was it was a sore watch but listen Celtic blew Rangers away they did he replied to the when you had said at the weekend on uh, on Friday yeah, about you know yeah <laughs> you said Celtic have a way of playing it's really successful but uh, GVB has different options that he would utilise but you couldn't um yeah, stop them taking quick throw exactly quick yeah that's why you were going during the programme play it back Leanne on the podcast I, I don't know it'd be interesting yeah. to see what Leanne's thoughts are on it as well because obviously she knows the game inside out yeah. she's played it and she goes to many games my my thought was going into it you need to stop them at source mm -hmm. when the ball goes out you need to face the play switch on mm -hmm. switch on all the time it's the, the second goal with Callum McGregor quick free kick Two players turning their back. You can't do that. You can't Top do players. that against mm -hmm. a guy like Callum McGray. He's a clever footballer. He sees things. Then he goes into a Riley. Right, great ball through, great touch, great finish. But that could be stopped at source. Mm -hmm. No, you need to be smart. I think what I said on Saturday was that if anybody was going to take points off Celtic, it would be Rangers. And that mm -hmm. would be based on the lessons that it looked like they had learnt. Um, you would need to go player for player. You know, you need to match up. As Barry says, you need to stop them at source. You need to be switched on. But I don't know if the Rangers players have, have given Celtic enough respect in the form that they're in just now. You know, I don't know if Rangers have underestimated Celtic. They clearly underestimated them. But I mean, as an individual, I think you know at times if you're going in and up against a good team, you should know what your job is. You should know what your roles and responsibilities are. And at some point in that game, you maybe need to go and sacrifice your own performance to a, to a point to stop somebody else playing or to enable somebody else to go and get that bit closer. Um, and I just thought Rangers across the board for, for the first player and the 11th player and the players that come off the bench, um, Celtic lost, their, again, their best player in Kyogo in the first minute and it's yeah. barely been spoken about. Mm -hmm. That's unimaginable in an old lot. firm game. Yeah. You know, the, the strength and depth that Celtic showed on Saturday and Rangers just could not match that, whether it was Morelis, Ryan Jack coming off the bench, zero impact. See, see leading up to that game, I'm going to give them respect. They battered, absolutely battered Dun United, 9-0. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They went up to Ross County and made, what, eight changes? Is mm -hmm. that right? Nine changes. Right, and, yep. and eight won sure. convincingly. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, listen, you've got to match Celtic's desire, hunger. You've got to have something about you when you come into these old firm games. Listen, we all have bad defeats or yeah. whatever, but 
There's a way of getting beat. Yeah, and if you, and if you can outfield go and match them or stop them, you need to do the basics, light throw and mm-hmm. set pieces yeah. well, and be switched on. Well, GVB was asked about that. Where was the concentration? Well, I don't know what 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 is. It's very difficult for me to say what what uh, why we didn't. Uh, uh, because the, the most important thing, we weren't alert, and uh, that's why you uh, you gave two goals away and the, the fourth goal as well. So you know, that's already three goals you could have uh, avoided. That that makes it easier for you to get a result. Either of you want to take that? Well, I mean, it's, it's staring you in the face, uh, isn't it's, it? It's not rocket science yeah. either. Everyone knows multi-ball with Celtic. And I know it's easier yeah. said than done. Like I'm coaching at Motherwell just mm. now, coaching amateur players, Paul, and we get hammered off of Celtic the other week there eight now. Now for me, you could have at least broken that game down. And you'd maybe say two or three goals are proper class. And the rest of that is mistakes. It's set pieces, four corners. You cannot concede four corners. So you cannot concede two goals that come for throw-ins. You cannot switch off in the middle of the pitch. Now, as a manager, you can work on that throughout the week. You know, you can bring in systems where it's murder ball and training sessions where you try and create that intensity. But when you cross that white line, that's a player's responsibility. You know, Van Bronckhorst cannot organise the middle of the pitch for the touchline at Celtic Park. And that that's players and top players at that as well. As I said earlier on, Rangers are not a bad side, but they certainly showed a real vulnerability and naivety on Saturday. Loads of calls coming in. Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. So we started this last Monday. Barry, it went down well, didn't it? There's not so much controversy this weekend in Scotland about uh, GAR, as we're calling it. Goes Everyone's talking about it, aren't they? The uh, assistant referee and what's going to happen. I hear you talking about it on the telly a lot. Barry, at the weekend, there wasn't much in the big game, was there, in the old firm game? There was a couple. There was the, the penalty, penalty claim. Yeah, it's not a penalty, my eyes. I know you're laughing yeah. there, but it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's a penalty. A, a bad has gone through a... He lifts his leg yep. back to to obviously strike the ball, and Ryan Kent is not making an attempt to get the ball. So for me, it's um, it's not a penalty. And then the corner Golson mm. um, won in the second half, yeah. where it, it was a there's debate around that one for yeah, me. I mean, people people have been saying to me it's similar to the Lundstrom one. I think it's a mm-hmm. bit more harsh than the Lundstrom one of them. Mm-hmm. But honest with you, I did say. When it was happening, I was like, oh, that, yep. that could have been a, a red mm-hmm. card. Um, there was one the other week, Callaghan. Leon, did you see the Ross County I, one yeah. two I weeks just, ago? I yep. just think the referee's thinking about consistency in the other yep. games of, of what's yep. happened and that's why he's produced the, the, the yellow card for Connor Goals. I just think that that type of challenge is probably through time one that we're going to see coming out of the game completely. Mm-hmm. I, I think at some point there won't be a place for a, a professional foul is, is what it would be known really? as. Yep. Um, I think the, the touch... Who is it? Who... Did Golson bring down? Was it Jota? I think it was Jota. It was Jota, wasn't it? Yeah, but the t- I think the ball moves in a different direction and I think Golson, there's no attempt to play the ball and I think that's something now that VAR will look at, the height of the challenge, the intent you know, to endanger an opponent. I think it ticked an awful lot of those boxes and actually in the heat of the moment, had it been a red card, I don't know if Conor Golson could really have debated it too much other than to compare it against other challenges in the league this season that you could have said that could have been that or it, I just think he knew exactly what he was doing and the first one Leanne no it's not, I know for me I don't, it's not a penalty either I okay. would agree with Barry I just think it, again it goes down to the things is an intent to 
play the ball. He, he made no attempt to challenge, actually. He just got himself wrong side. Um, he didn't move towards the player and it is just that back lift from Abada that, that the connection comes. In England, the main talking point today, Barry, was uh, VAR down there. We're discussing it on and Gar. Even with Father getting it wrong, Newcastle yeah, United. I mean, the Newcastle won. It's a goal. I don't know. I, I can't see why they've not given that goal. What are they seeing? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what they're seeing. I honestly... I, it baffles me, um, and a lot of people are calling. Oh, get ready, ready, Val. But you've Here's got to t- take a <laughs> take a step back. This is out of the amount of decisions that's yeah. been made with Val mm-hmm. since it's been down in England. I think you've only had a handful of contentions ones, and but that they are that one. And Davy Moyes, you know West yeah, Ham, right at the end. Yeah, there is slight contact. Me and Leanne mm-hmm. spoke about this. There is slight contact from the West Ham mm-hmm. player yeah. onto the goalkeeper. Just, did it affect the goal? Should it have? No, I, I, no, it's got to be a goal for me. It's got to stand. Now, the goalkeeper's bought it, you know, because I don't think he's hurt, but he's he realises that he's not going to get back to his feet quick enough to go and influence the ball. So he stays down, he feels the contact. He's been really smart and intelligent in that sense, whether you call that cheating or not, I don't know. But um, that one, maybe you could debate it to a point because there is contact, although very little, but the one previous, the Newcastle one, as Barry says, if that, if a referee makes that decision, you know, two seasons ago, where you don't have VAR, you could, you know, listen, you've only seen it once, you've maybe not seen the push, you've not seen the connection, but to have the, you know, the luxury to watch it back time and time again, still, That's what I can't disallow get that goal, that then comes yeah. down to the quality within the VAR room as well, which, that's the issue just now, it's not VAR, it's the, it's the people and that are operating it. I, I think, mm-hmm. At the start of the week, go on to a, a programme, whether yeah. it's Sky Sports News or, or whatever, go or on here. and explain their decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get that. You don't know who's making these decisions. Barry said a few weeks ago, a few months ago, ex-players should be part of it now. Leanne, would you agree? Yeah, I think it would be good. I yeah. think it would be a good learning experience for the referees as well and the officials. I, I think they're doing everything that they can to get it right. You know, I don't think anybody sets out in their, in their day job to make mistakes no. or, or cause controversy. Um, but there's perhaps an arrogance there that, that the referees and the officials think that they know better. But the game's evolved an awful lot and I think that's where just that different opinion would give you a, a different perspective perhaps to understand or a different eye because Barry watches a game back and he'll see different things. I would watch the game back and I would yeah. see it very differently. We all have an opinion. So yeah. I think to have, you know, any business whatever way you look at it to have different opinions in a boardroom is the only way you ever arrive at the correct decision I think mm. is because you have different experiences so I don't think perhaps we're getting those different opinions just now um, and certainly if it was flawless and we were never speaking about it you know you could say no there's nothing to critique yeah. but I think the fact that there there's glaring mistakes week on week um, you need to be open minded and, and look to review that that's the VAR Gar situation that's us up to date G-A-R the go assisted referee on the go radio football show with joejunk.co.uk and I'm laughing now because this time last week when we did that Barry you were saying oh we'll be right in because after the big game there'll be so many talking yeah, points there, it wasn't about the, no, the referee there, there was it Nick Walsh I haven't mentioned him I, I thought yeah. he actually had a good game yeah Nick Walsh it wasn't I'm about honest, referee I did say that during the game um, a couple of soft bookings um, I think the, the Barisic booking was, was soft but I thought in general terms for his first old firm game I thought the ref done pretty well Thank you Joe Junk for that with the cars. good one isn't it? 
quite I like, like it. Yeah. I like that. I was wondering what was happening. Yeah, what is happening with that? So is I. <laughs> it's Leanne Crichton and Barry Ferguson here on the Go Radio Football Show after a weekend where it finished up Celtic 4, Rangers 0. Um, that's Barry wincing. Six games played, Celtic on 18 points, Rangers on 13, Aberdeen on 10. We'll give you, you know the other scores, Hibs winning against Kilmarnock, Livingston winning against Hearts, bit of a surprise. Motherwell Dundee United, 0-0. Motherwell had a lot of the play. Yeah, your own, the men's team there. Ross County Aberdeen, 1-1. And St. Johnson, 3-0 against yeah. St. Mirren. Don't know if we saw that one. We'll check later but on I the score predictor, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What I a difference in their performance mm. on Saturday. What's the addition, there, do you Nicky think? Clark, yeah. huge, straight huge in. signing. Yeah, they've, straight missed, in. They've, they've missed a goal scorer on that. That's what Nicky Clark's done over his career. Yeah, she up the pitch as well, mm. though, Barry, and that's what they've lacked. You know, getting bodies into the, the opposition box, just at times really slow, very defensive-minded. Looked at a different side on Saturday, really impressed mm. with them, and it just shows you, even for the other players, when you inject a bit of quality in a player that you know will bring you goals, if you can keep a clean sheet in a game, you always give yourself a chance. But a huge result for Callum Davidson. And then you look at Dundee United. What's happened? I know, I asked you that the One other day. One goal in two games, yeah. and then it was 23 goals in what? Mm-hmm. Four games? Yeah. Five games? It's got to be a dressing room thing, isn't it? It looked that way to me. Yeah. It looked mm-hmm. as if it just... It... What's Jack Ross thinking about sitting in his house? Yeah. I know, no, and it, it, it's a real time for reflection. I think nobody knows the ins and outs of what's been on but it looked to me a number of weeks ago that the players had just switched off and, and were not capable of doing what he was asking them to do. And I think when you go back to last season in the Dundee United side, defensively sound, really well set up. The, the one game that sticks in my mind is at Tannadice where they get a draw with Rangers, defended their 18-yard box with their lives almost for 90 minutes and they managed to get a point that day. And I think this season Jack Ross wanted them to become this possession-based team that move the ball through the thirds and change that identity I don't think he had the player group there to do it and I think when you've got guys that have got experience in the game to go and try and coach them is probably a hard thing to do when they're so set in their ways um, but it's a sore one for Jack Ross and it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back So the big news today is Kyogo trained today so he could be available for uh, Real Madrid tomorrow night looks yeah, he's like a big, Yeah he's yeah. a big player for Celtic I mean again another unknown mm. that's come into our game but I'll be honest with you, so impressed every time I watch him. He, his movement and his biggest thing for me is he does the dirty side of the game brilliantly. I'm surprised he's fit to train. Did you see his second incident when the celebration? Afterwards, yeah. <laughs> and his big John Hartson <laughs> spotted it and Barry during that. Yeah. Hey, no, Carl Starfield is out tomorrow. No, you weren't. I know. He was. Uh, um, Starfield's a blow yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah, because in the centre of defence. There's options there to come in, but I just think that partnership is probably one that's been the most consistent. Um, Carter Vickers and Starfield, mm. albeit there was maybe question marks over Starfield, but that partnership has, has almost been flawless in, until now. Um, but it's an opportunity, and that's the reason why Celtic have brought in guys like Jens. Um, for these moments Inevitably we're still talking about Saturday lunchtime 4-0 Celtic Goals conceded Here's the manager GVB speaking about it Yeah well of course prepared for these moments that they were uh, able to uh, to be dangerous and we weren't ready so that's that's very disappointing because um, you know you want to give play a good game of course you can always have goals against you but 
not in this manner. I think that's not the way uh, we need to concede goals. What does he say to the players? We uh, had a very uh, disappointing uh, performance today. Uh, as I said to you earlier, you know, we, we, we gave three goals away, which is always makes it very hard when you come to Celtic in an away game. You know, we have to take this one. We're very, you know, you know, very disappointed. Also, we couldn't give our fans um, uh, the game, uh, the game uh, we, we wanted. So that's also very disappointing. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a loss for us. We have to take it on the chin and move forward after this. Barry, what's he going to do between now and Wednesday? Um, what in terms with the, of with the team with the players how do you lift them again you know the well, we need th- to lift ourselves first. personally individually mm. you need to lift yourself you, you can't wait for the manager to go and do that yeah it's part of the manager's job but also individually you need to do it yourself you need to stand up and face the music They'll, they've come in for a lot of criticism and rightly so if it's constructive fine um, which it has been over the last um, couple of days but look, they need to take it on the chin and they need to go and show a reaction. That, that's the only way you can do it, Paul. I've been in the receiving end a couple of doings from, from Celtic and it's how you respond to that the, the next game. Um, and that's what I'm expecting Rangers over the next um, week or so to respond in the right manner and, and try and get positive results and get the fans um, back on their side because the fans will be absolute... The, the, the fans will be unhappy and, and rightly so because me... And I think the vast majority of the fans, I didn't really see that sort of performance coming. No. I knew it was going to be a hard place to go and get a result, but in the manner that Rangers um, lost that game um, surprised me. And I know Gio says they are three. I thought four of the goals were avoidable. Liam, we're going to have to go to the news, mm-hmm. but a question for Barry, as you know well, the team he played in and the De Boers, Newman's, Moles. Do Rangers have the players available just now? to tackle Ajax and to, to start well in the Champions League. I'm going to ask you that after the news and there's more coming just after six. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The champions of Europe are in town. Real Madrid will be training at Celtic Park ahead of the game tomorrow night at 8. Celtic against Real Madrid. The manager, Ange Postacoglu, has been speaking about in fact, the injury update, which has just disappeared there. So he's been talking about well, what are the chances of beating Real Madrid? It's not about being confident to win. All, all we can do is... Con- control our performance. You know, every game we play, we just try and play the game a certain way and and be the best we can be. And, and that's what we've done in every game so far. That's what we did last year. And that's what we'll try and do tomorrow night. We'll just try and play our football, be the best team we can be. And, and you know, the, the, the end result is often, a, you know, a, a consequence of, of, you know, good performance, strong performance. So there's no point us thinking about winning or losing or any other result without thinking about, well, first thing we want to do is make sure we perform because we know we're playing against, you know, a top football team with some fantastic players, with a brilliant manager and 
what we want to do is go out there and be the, you know, offer the best of ourselves to, 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 to measure up against that. Kyogo trained today. Cal Starfield is out. Terry's on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Terry. Evening, Paul. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, we're good, oh, thank you. Very well. How are you doing, Barry? How are you doing, Leanne? Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I've been better, Terry. <laughs> ah, I bet you have. I you can see you, you smiling through that radio there, Terry. <laughs> oh, it's been a great weekend. A great weekend. Celtic, uh, obviously, got a great win and Drew McIntyre got beaten the wrestling as well, so not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true somebody came on and said, Barry, what time do we meet before the programme? He said, well, four. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, well, my point, my point is obviously taking Barry up and obviously his article on Friday and then his article today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought today it was going to be a lot of humble pie, but obviously Barry's kind of doubled down a wee bit, I would say. Uh, no, I'm admitting Celtic were a better team, Terry. Uh, look, I've watched Celtic like you, like Leanne, like Paul in the studio and like many other people. You know what way Celtic go about their business? what way they play the energy levels and when there's a throw in when there's a free kick they keep the game moving as quickly as possible Now I, I was just I was surprised that Rangers let that happen on Saturday um, you've got to try and stop it at source Rangers never done that and then see when you don't do that Terry and I'm honest right. enough when you don't do that against a good team and with the quality players that Celtic have got they're going to punish you and that's what they've done and they were listen they were miles in front of Rangers on Saturday, no doubt in my mind so about with, that. With the same, with the same token, then Barry, like you're, you're saying, like he's got, he had him sussed in that, and he knows how he plays. I mean, sussed was what I meant, Terry. By that was, you know, what right. way they're going to play and what they're going to do in terms of set pieces, free oh, kicks. Well, Stevie Wonder knows how Celtic play. We all know how Celtic play. Right, exactly. That's what I said. The question, the, the question is, how do you stop it? And obviously, you'd say about Celtic are going to come at you like a hurricane. You need to try and stop the the quickness of the multi ball thing. Uh, so, yeah, face the play, a... don't turn your back on play. Well, Second exactly. goal, like so Callum Jay... McGregor, think a quick free kick, go and stand on it, stand on top exactly. of it, take a book. I mean, she was saying all that. I mean, you go back to the game in February, I mean, some of the goals are like a carbon copy. Yep. There, I know, they? I know, like... that's what shocked me, Terry. So, that's what I'm thinking. So, if they're no, if they're no listening to the, are they no listening to the manager in? Is that what's happened? Well, I'll, I'll listen to his interview that like you probably did after the game, Terry, and he yep. says they no, he no, knew. I was doing it in wrestling. Oh, but you didn't. Well, he says after the game he knew what was going to happen. We we Celtic in terms of it, and obviously that comes down mainly on my speaking about it. The players have got to take responsibility for that. Because if you turn your back on play against a team of Celtic's quality, there's only one thing that's going to happen. They're yeah. going to punish you, and that's what they've done. The fourth goal, Barry. I mean, yes. Tab keys it, keys it back to the goalie, right? Uh-huh. And the pass back under under pressure a bit. So mm-hmm. is is Gio telling him to pass it back there, knowing that Celtic are going to press you high? I mean, that's play, that's playing right into Angie's hands. Yeah, see, when I was watching that, when it goes back, obviously they want to try and play out for the back, yep. but you've got to make a decision as a player on the field at that moment in time. If somebody's going and closing you down, you get it up the pitch. That's what I would do. Well, as I say, it I would have just cleared my lines. The way Rangers played was actually a masterclass in how not to play against Celtic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Leanne, it's true, wasn't it? It is not. It's, it's hard to disagree. Um, players need to take responsibility. I think the fourth goal is a prime example of that. You know, if you've been asked to do one thing and whether that's build it for the even in, at moments in the second half, I'm looking at the two centre backs and Rangers drop them almost. You know, on top of the goalkeeper, splitting it is a two opposite side of the goal. And I'm going, 
why at this stage of the game would you ever be taking that risk? Because you were never going to get back in the game. You know, it, it was clear to see that Rangers were never going to get three goals back. So at 3-0 down, get the team up, squeeze them in and go and make it ugly in the middle of the pitch. Now that might not have been the way Rangers set out to play the game. And if you were asking Ange Postacoglu if it had been rolled reverse, would he have asked his side to change? Maybe not. But I think as a confidence as a group of players and to take that initiative, to take that responsibility even as a goalkeeper, surely you must be able to see that your centre-backs don't want the ball. And if it does come back to you, go and put your foot through it. Yeah, exactly. And squeeze you, the game out. There's a plan that they, they want to try and play it. But there's a moment where, where Celtic, you know what Celtic are like, they go and close you down mm-hmm. in numbers and at some, some pace, yeah. just go, route one, sometimes get it up the pitch. That, that, that's what um, that's what disappointed me. And then the three goals, I think all, all four goals are avoidable. But listen, they couldn't handle Celtic at the would, end of the day. Would Celtic have found a way regardless if the goals weren't as poor as, as they were? Probably. Because the golf and performance levels on Saturday were light years apart. Yep. But I think as a coach, as a manager, as a player, if you go away and look at that and as I say, you analyse that, whether they sat down yesterday, today, as a, as a Rangers group, they will be able to justify why those goals should never have happened. And that will be the most disappointing thing because they were preventable. Because it's individual errors and individual mistakes across the board. But Celtic were so good that they would have continued that relentless nature um, and they would have found a way whether it was 1-0 or 4-0 Celtic were going to come out on top on Saturday Terry what about tomorrow night what's your prediction can I just pick, pick them up on that about being preventable there I mean I think uh, I mean, Celtic were playing at that higher tempo I mean I think it'd been very hard to stop the way we were Terry, playing that Terry Terry yeah, the first yeah. goal first right. phase of it Ryan Kent's got to get up the pitch right but it goes out for a throw in then you've still got time to cover in People's backs are turned. They're looking at the referee, moaning at the referee to try and get a throw in for Rangers. Forget about that. Get back into your position. They and also, if, also if you look back to the goals that Rangers conceded last season, mm. where it was a badder or, or the opposite wide player coming in off the opposite side, Barisic doesn't track him, mm-hmm. doesn't pass him on to a centre back. Three players are standing, not marking anybody. So that I think, if you look back in that Terry as a player, and I know that right. Barry knows that. That's what we're saying. You could, but what I'm saying is Celtic were so good on Saturday that, of course, they would have caused you know more problems. They would have found a way to score. But I think the naivety across the board as a Rangers group on Saturday was where the question marks will lie. At the second goal, Terry Callum McGregor, yep. clever, clever, clever right football away. player. As right. I, I, I said, you already said it in your article on Friday about being switched on, and then there you go. Yeah, right away. Ryan so. Kent, John Lundstrom turning their back, go and take a boot and go and stand on the ball, go and flick the ball away, prevent that from happening. The third goal, the the throw in, Tillman and somebody else jogging. You can't jog mm-hmm. against a team like Celtic. Leanne, does Gio mm-hmm. need somebody like Barry in the dressing room getting that kind of passion over? to these players I'd, 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 you would then question his recruitment you would then question the group of players that Van Bronckhorst has now got now the transfer window's gone so surely he must have been content with the group that was there and as I said earlier on Rangers have not become a bad side overnight but I think the golf and performance between Rangers and Celtic just now are on a different level Celtic come in no no Celtic come into that game on Saturday having scored 21 goals in their opening league matches yeah. That's phenomenal. They've then backed it up with a 4-0 win against their biggest rivals. Their best start to a league campaign. Even better than Brendan Rodgers' Invincibles. So this is not, this is not a team that you're surprised at how well they've performed. But 
look, I think players surely are, they don't need a manager yesterday or today to sit them down and tell them what they've done wrong. Surely they've went up the road on Saturday night and been unable to sleep because I know how I would have felt as a player. I know how I feel as a coach just now when the result doesn't go your way. And there's big characters in that dressing room. Let's not make different players to what Barry was, express themselves differently. Certainly, the majority of them not born Rangers fans. Culturally, it's different. Culturally, it's it different. And the, ga- and the game's changed a lot. See, in terms of the team, Celtic have got unbelievable pace going forward. The pace at the break in. And see, with that pace, mixed in with quality. Mm-hmm. And they've got a match winner. Oh, and Rangers, Rangers and are lacking that. Well, Jota, I'm talking about the two wide players. Yeah. Abada and Jota. I mean, look at their numbers. I, I'll need to go back and look at the numbers. I've not got it here. In terms of Abada, He's assisting goals in the mm. same way Jota is assisting goals. They're, they're match winners but it's the, the pace that they break in. It's the movement. As we, Leanne was speaking about Rangers very static when they go forward. Yeah. You look at Celtic they're interchanging they're moving all over the pitch hard to pick up making blindside runs. That's one Celtic one thing Celtic I've got and I've said that they're blistering going forward. There's no doubt in my eyes. Here's what the manager said about Abada. He's been good since the day he came. You know, he, he walked in as a 19, 20-year-old and uh, to one of the biggest clubs in the world and he, he he literally hit the ground running and he hasn't stopped running since. And, uh, you know, again, another real mature performance uh, from him. You know, he, again, he's one of these boys who, who wants to be better. He, you know, everything he does, he, he wants to learn from <clears throat> both good and bad. And, um, yeah, credit to him again on the big stage he delivered. Terry? Yeah, what's your final point? Just touching on what you were saying there about the pace, what Barry was saying, what I noticed with like, the Rangers kind of midfield, well, obviously it was more the recovery pace as well. Like Obviously they haven't made the kind of lunge and tackle and take a yellow. I mean, some people are saying it's a red. I, I would just go by a yellow as well. But mm. I see, it seems to be the recovery pace could have happened. It was at Hibs as well when teams are attacking Rangers. No, sorry, when Rangers are in ascendancy, but when teams break, Rangers are pretty sluggish trying to get back in a position. Are you going to see the game tomorrow night or are you going to be at wrestling? <laughs> no, no, I'll be there tomorrow night. I'm back for the wrestling, so uh, I'll be there <laughs> Who were you supporting? Uh, who were you, Terry, who were you supporting at wrestling? Well, my wee boy wanted Drew, didn't he? So, oh, of course, right. I need to back, had to back him. <laughs> so, but obviously, I was quite happy when Roman Reigns won. <laughs> You're a good, you're a good dad taking him down yeah, there, to, play, isn't it? Hey, to the wrestling. Yeah. Did you not get to see the game, Terry? No. I like to see it in the Celtic Supporters Club down there. I. <laughs> He's enjoying wrestling with you tonight, Barry. Listen, Terry. Thanks a lot for calling. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. So many people talking about the game at the weekend. It goes on and on, and they do talk about the bragging rights. This is the kind of week yeah, where you realise it, don't you? But that's, yeah, that happens in yeah. the rest of Scotland. Sure. Look, they've got every right. Their teams won four 0 and. Probably one of the most convincing four nils in a long, long time in terms of results. Um, and like you've got every right to play, uh, brag because I'm sure the Rangers fans would be doing the same thing. But one thing for sure, they now they've got an exciting football team to watch. Sure have. Countdown's on to tomorrow night. The Euro, the big Euro nights are back, and Barry will be involved on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night it'll be John Hartson, Mark Guidi, and myself. We'll be with Steen, Scotland's one of leading mechanical and electrical contractors so we're going to be at the Radisson Red just on the banks of the Clyde you know it Leanne we'll be there tomorrow we're on air from 6 until 8 and then you could be there so go on to the socials at thisisgo.co.uk and you can maybe register it might be full now but have a look and same then for Wednesday earlier kickoff from Amsterdam Ajax against Rangers we're on air from 4 till 6 
then watch the game. And there's going to be a podcast afterwards, which will be ready afterwards. You can enjoy it. Subscribe to the Go Radio Football Show podcast to automatically receive the newest edition when it lands. Leanne, the biggest tournament in the in world football, isn't it? It's in town with two or two teams. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And I think even the draw, when you look at it, you know, the teams that... Every team's a top team. Mm. You know, you're never really going to avoid too much quality in the Champions League. Um, and if that's the case, you would rather come up against the biggest than the best, you know, because those nights are, you know, unforgettable, I think, as a player or as a supporter. So uh, it's going to be, that'll uh, be quite the spectacle tomorrow night. It'll be interesting to see what Real Madrid make of Celtic Park. And mm. I think the atmosphere, you know, Barry mentioned earlier, both sides of the old firm, the fans are, are something special. Um, when they turn up, I think it certainly gives the, the team that added bite um, but tomorrow is going to be their, their biggest test you know people might have thought it was Saturday against Rangers mm. but certainly it's going to be tomorrow night I think against Real Madrid you cannot argue that and the, the two of them first of all Celtic tomorrow overall do you think Celtic can go through um, well, you know, this is going to be decent... the biggest question yeah. yeah and I think that will come down to Ange Postecoglou and how much he's learned about his side uh, last season for their experience I, I think though whether you know Champions League Europa League whoever it looks I think both sides can go and give a really good account of themselves because I think Rangers, it seems to suit them, European yeah. football, whether it's just a different environment or the style that, that Van Bronckhorst, um, you know, the way he sets his team up. But for Celtic, they, should not, they shouldn't be fearing anybody just now. And I don't think they will, you know, and it will come down to probably the home games at Celtic Park if they can take points. And on the road, you know, they can concede less goals than they did last season, even when they're on the attack. Because I think in a couple of occasions they could have seen those games out and it could have been very different. Um, but again, it was a bit of naivety and, and that all-out attacking style of football, they were punished. And Rangers section, maybe even harder with Liverpool, Napoli and Ajax, uh, of course. Probably the best time in, what, three, four seasons to play yep. Liverpool right enough mm-hmm. because they, they don't yep. look the same side that, that they were. Um, struggling you know three draws I think in their opening six games is it uh, don't seem to be scoring the same level of goals number of injuries some top players out they're still a top side though sure. you know so you can make any sort I of justification so but... coming to Glasgow yeah. but it's brilliant Real Madrid Liverpool yeah. so good RB talking about the biggest clubs yeah. I'm just talking about Liverpool and Real Madrid mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, for me yeah. Two of the best teams. Champions yeah, League about. finalists, both yeah, of them yeah, for the last number of seasons as well. What a test, what a test. Sure. But also, look, other good teams, Ajax, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how Rangers set up on Wednesday night because I'm sure Ajax would have watched that game at the mm-hmm. weekend and thought to themselves, right, do you know what? We're going to go for the throat here. We're going to play quick um, attacking football and it'll be interesting to see how Rangers react to that big defeat at the weekend. GVB has got a great record in Europe, hasn't he? And it's curious that at the moment in the league, and I'm listening to Rangers fans and some of the messages, they're doubting him in the league. But he's done so well in Europe. still early in the season. They've had a decent start to the season before the old fun game. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the two points. Mm -hmm. At Easter Road, obviously Morelos and Lundstrom getting sent off. Qualifying for the Champions League. Um, But that was a sore one. Mm -hmm. It's how you recover. You've got to recover quickly for these sort of games because you're under the microscope straight away. People will be interested to see how they do. Not just Wednesday. Keep going to it. They've got a big game at the weekend up at Petodre as well. Mm. 
Leanne, it's the spirit of the PSV game that they need, isn't it? The second one for well, for this tournament coming up. It is. You're only ever as good as your last game, though. Yeah. You know, you can look at those games, those performances, and, and overthink it. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, the best thing that you can, can get after a, a defeat like that is a game that comes really quickly, and they've got that. They don't need to wait till next Saturday or Sunday. Uh, they can, you know, they'll be on the move, there'll be a bit of travel, there'll be a bit of preparation. It takes the focus away from that game as long as you learn from your mistakes. But if anybody needs to try and G up for a Champions League game, <laughs> you're probably at the wrong club, <laughs> realistically. Um, if any player's struggling to get their head around Saturday and focus on Wednesday night, I think Van Bronckhorst will, will learn a lot about them. Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, more next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Go Radio Football Show, Barry Ferguson We're looking over Saturday, 4-0 for Celtic Barry's been analysing it Leanne Crichton's with us, first time for a while Although we see you on the telly a lot And Leanne, we haven't seen you since England women's won the World Cup what will that mean for us in Scotland? What can we do? Is it going to help the women's game? Because a lot of people saw it. Yeah, Hopefully. more and more people yeah, talking yeah. about no, it. Yeah. I, I do think it will. I think uh, it's taking women's football to another level. I think every tournament does. It's what I've seen over the last decade, year on year, um, whether it was the Euros or the World Cup 2015, mm-hmm. the Euros 2017, the World Cup 2019, the investment grew. I think clubs are, are now switched on to doing more and investing properly in their women's sides. I think for England it's going to take their game to a whole different level and probably for some time now there will be a a gulf between Scotland and England that will have increased but then that's up up to Scotland to go and try and be creative and inventive and make the game better up here domestically I think it's getting stronger European football again two sides well Glasgow City went out Champions League earlier on Rangers got an opportunity to get through at the group stage I think they play Benfica next weekend uh, next week sorry so if that can happen and it keeps Scotland on the map, you're always playing catch up because the money is is the same as it is in the men's game. You know, it's on a different level completely. But it was I thought for the first time watching the entire tournament, it was the most consistent in levels that I had seen. I think over the years there's maybe been games that you watch quality. where you, you can see that there's a, a bit of quality lacking yeah. in other nations and that they were playing catch up. Whereas I thought just across the board it was a real showcase and I tipped England from the get go. I'm, I'm not one yep. of those. You know, former Scotland yeah. players or yeah. Scotland fans that a lot of the girls I know and I played yeah. with them. So you look at their careers and mm. they've done it properly in England. Yeah. That's the difference. You know, they've had a plan. It's not been a two-year plan. This has been work in progress um, for the last ten years, and it, and it played out. We're going to go on the lines. Colin is on. Yeah, I, I watched it myself, and I was impressed with a lot of the football it was mm. played. I mean, high standard. Um, but there was one player that stood out for me. I, I don't know if Leanne will agree with me. A country mile the best footballer I've seen in a long time women's football it was a girl Kira Walsh. Mm-hmm. Just sat in Midland the middle of the park, very good. Ah, could handle the ball. She yeah. wanted the ball every single time. I loved it. Ah, I she's, class. Ferguson she's class. Style. Was she? Uh, she's probably better, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be easy, but uh, I, I see. No, she had a brilliant tournament. She was. She was a, cl- she's yeah. a classy footballer. And That's great no, she wasn't hear. just a yeah. good, a right good football player. What I liked about her is. She got in about it as well. Mm-hmm. She wasn't scared. But a range of passing as well. It was those intricate ones, like great vision oh, as well, through balls. Good. But then knows how to just keep the game uh, ticking uh, over. Everybody speaks uh, about the wide players and the forward yeah, players who sure. score all the goals. Mm-hmm. And, and I think other players get, get left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do at times. And but she was a standout player. Every time I watched England, because basically they were on all the time. <laughs> 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 um, she was the best yep. player on the pitch. 
Here's Colin on the line. Good evening, Colin. Hi, guys. You all right? Yeah, Hi, how are you? Uh, been better. Yeah. How um, surprised were you about, you know, you hear Barry's points, everyone's saying it. How could they switch off so many times? Uh, see, to be honest, um, I, th- I think that result's been coming. And really, ju- just because since the start of the season, Rangers' defence, the full defence, has been an absolute bomb scare for the start of the season. They've played about seven games now, and I can't. I, I don't even think they've kept a clean sheet in any of them. Maybe, and in fact, I think they've kept a clean sheet the second PSV game. But apart from that, they've no, they've no kept a clean sheet. Ross County, no. Last weekend, yeah. at Ibrox. But but his point is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, he's I, got a good point. Be, yeah. When I have watched Rain, they, they do look a bit a bit shaky um, at the back. And if you want to be successful, you've got a defence built on a strong, strong defence. And they have looked a bit a bit shaky at times. But he's, there's been a few changes in there. Obviously, what everybody's speaking about, yeah. goalkeeper. And um, obviously the the left centre half who's going to be playing with, with Connor Golson. I put Sands in there, and I felt from it times Sands. But it's just Colin Algrimi here. I thought he was excellent over in PSV. He had a tough time at, at the weekend. But you're looking at Dave Ben Davies. He spent three million, is it three mm. four million pounds? Where is he? I, I don't know what's up with Ben Davies. I think he must be injured. John Suter, mm. obviously, sadly yep. his brother passed away. But I do think it's an injury mm. as well. With John, um, so as as worrying because the defence has at times when I've watched Rangers look a bit shaky. A lot of that I as well. Can, can... I can't get why they let Katic go either when they've got the injuries there. Was that a mistake? Do you think, Leanne? Just the other week, to he's been out of the picture but for I, so I, long. No, I, I don't think he would let Katic go, Colin. If I'm being honest, if they weren't going to be available anytime soon. Um, but listen, I, I I don't know. I, I don't know. Look, I never seen enough of Big Cat Catich. Obviously, no, I don't think you've seen his loan. performance levels throughout that loan period, which you would yep. you would assume they watched him closely during that time. And, and whether you've got was... young Leon King, who I think for the future will be a real good. I just think it's a bit young, yep. bit early for for him. Um, but I, I don't know where Ben Davies is. I, nobody mm-hmm. really said what what's wrong with him. He's there's been a lot of money shelled mm-hmm. out. Out from three million pound, four million pound. I think as well. Do, do, do you think um, it's time McGregor, McGregor comes in because see, see that three 0 game at Parkhead in February, mm. but Borna Barris it's got slaughtered off of everybody, yeah. and then even even Gio went and dropped him and put Bassi in his place, and the only the only reason Barris it's got brought back into the team was when Bassi got moved to centre back, and. I, th- I think it's time McLaughlin gets dropped now and put McGregor back then where he belongs. Yeah, it's it's a good point you make there. Thinking back to the February game, Barisic took off after 45 minutes, never played, I think, for another five or six games after that. And you're right with Bassey getting into left centre half, Colin. Um, that's when he came back into the left back area. He's got a big call to make. He's got a big call to make. For me, I still believe that Alan McGregor's the best goalkeeper at Rangers. I, I think so, yeah. That's what I believe. But on the flip side, that I will say, John McLaughlin is a good goalkeeper. Yeah. But you're talking about Alan McGregor here, one of the greats. Yeah, yeah I don't know why you would have kept Alan McGregor at the yeah. club for him. Yeah, not I find to that play. strange as well. I, I know he's no in, there's no injuries yeah. or whatever. I know he's training every single day, Alan McGregor. What's happening? Are you how disappointed are you, Colin, at the lack of spending? I know they spent early in the window. 
but towards the very, end, and very, given very yeah. disappointed, yeah. And given the fact that you you've got that forty million coming, look at there's a good article from Keith Jackson today in the record, and he's mentioning you know the run to Seville, which brought in I don't know twenty million, fifteen twenty million for that. The uh, Stephen Gerrard compensation money again it was millions. I don't know how many. Many, um, the Champions League, uh, the Nathan Patterson. Calvin Bassey, I know that's just coming Joe in Rebo. now. Joe Rebo. So that should be happy days. And look, <laughs> money just doesn't spend, go to... He spent £12 million. I walked right. out yesterday okay. when, when uh, sorry the day when yep. I seen all this getting... Ra- he has spent £12 million. Yilmaz, £5 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. like £1.8 million. Ben Davis, £3 million. Got up to £4 million. Um, Matondo was €3 million. Three, Euros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which would be what two and a half, two and half million, million pounds so there has yep. been money spent but I, I'm with Colin and a lot of the fans and you asked me last week I was surprised mm-hmm. that there was no signings coming in but if you hear Gio getting interviewed he, he says he's happy with his, with his squad but I still think they needed a, another forward another kind of wide player even another central midfielder mm-hmm. so I was Gio, surprised Gio, Gio says that um, he was happy with the team that he's built is created a team to be competitive well on Saturday I didn't see a team competing against Celtic I, I thought that was a very weak team they just they, they, they rolled over and let Celtic tickle their bellies basically that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> Leanne a story a story did come in on Friday about financial fair play yeah. that you were watching going to write that down like that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> financial fair play a number of clubs are on the watch list including Leicester and Rangers were mentioned mm. that they've been watched is it something to do with that I don't know the, well, the reason they didn't spend any more I, I think the Rangers fans want to know what's going on now. Yeah, and so, they've asked for a meeting I yeah, see the so Rangers supporters association we, we find out in, yeah. in time but we, we don't know the ins and outs of that but I'm like many people I was surprised that maybe one or two didn't come through the mm-hmm. door I don't know would you think Leanne I was, I was surprised yeah, and I think though it's a hard one for clubs now because I think when you do your business early on, it seems like clubs are still criticised that come the end of the window there's no last minute signings or there's, there's no drama uh, in the final hours of a, a deadline day. But as you've rained off the amount of signings, Barry, and probably you know, only one or two of them have actually come up trumps for, for Van Bronckhorst. So it's players that he's back, they've spent money um, and they, they, as of yet, have either not performed and played because they've been injured i.e. a John Souter who had a rough start has gone yeah. out of the team Davies you mentioned um, Yilmaz you know they're not producing uh, and that's the more concerning thing when you look across the city and you look at Celtic strength and depth and there's still four players Holanda's out injured Kemar yeah. Roof um, John Souter Hadji Hadji's not going to be back to the, the league starts back um, was that the December. 17th December yeah. I think yeah. that's starts, right. starts yeah. back so, so these are long term I think Holanda's a long term injury as well sure. came out roof mm. Gio done an interview last week two or three weeks mm. away and perhaps that's, the, perhaps that's the reason why there, there's no other signings though because I mm. suppose at some point you need to balance the books and if you've been hit hard with a big injury list you can't just then go out and spend and bring in and, and still have those guys there that are out long term injury short term whatever it looks like so it's maybe just a tough time for Rangers in that sense that they don't have the same options as they might have done had everybody been fit and available and what's the story about the American potential investor Kyle Fox uh, a woman who has been looking in Europe for a club that would be investable in and apparently she's gone from looking for a, a big percentage of the equity she's now offering apparently 75 million 
Over a five-year period, she'll pump in for 25% of the club. Keith Jackson's talking about it today. I've seen some things about it mm -hmm. saying, and I know there's been some action taken to do with the, the club emblem being used on, on a document. But the Rangers fans calling, you want to know what's happening, don't you? After such a successful season last year in Europe. 100%, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the, I mean, uh, I totally get the Rangers fans. They, they do want to know what, what's happening because I think quite a lot of them, Paul, are surprised. And you look, you, you just mentioned the numbers there. You go in the, the Champions League qualifier, what is it? Uh, going into the group stage, sorry, 40 million. 40, yeah. They run in Europe, uh, Europa League last year, brought 25, 30 million. Mm -hmm. Bassey and Arebo joined together, 30 million. And they were noticed on the back of Europe because mm -hmm. you wouldn't get that money for, yeah. for Bassey just playing in Scotland. But he he yeah. has, to, I mean, I marked it down the day, he has spent £12 million yeah. pound, um, on players, but I did expect another couple of players, but then you tend to forget about the four players that I mentioned that are injured, Holanda, Roof, Suter, Hadji. And also then the other players that you extend their contracts and keep them, you know, Bolson and perhaps that's and Tavernier, yeah. a point which, you know, it's not backfired, it's probably not the right terminology, but you've spent a lot of money to keep mm. those guys at the club, you know, and, and the performance on Saturday is where the issues lie for Rangers fans now. Colin, that's it, also, yeah. I think also, Ryan Kent, I think... Uh, one says I wouldn't even ask him to renew his contract to be honest because I just think he's for the last year or so he's just I don't know if he's down tools or what I don't, I don't know mm. but he's he's just I mean you look at the stats of Jota and Obada and I saw something today I think um, is it he scored about three goals last season, was it? It was, yeah, last and Barry you've said that yeah. you want to see more from Ryan yeah, Kent greedy I I, I do rate him as a, a footballer. It's not a lack of effort, is it? No, no, I would never say that about a, a player or whatever lack of effort. Look, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of qualities, but I just I want to see more from him in terms of assists and and goals. And and Colin just mentioned there, if you look across the road, you've got Jota and a, a Bada. Um, numbers are are frightening mm -hmm. for for wide players. You tend to. You get wide players more assists, not a lot of goals. But I feel like those players, Barry, though, know their strengths. I, st I look at Ryan Kent a lot of the time, and, and I wish I want to he, see. I wish he would simplify his game because actually, be direct. Go and do the same thing and, and do it consistently well. And at some point, I think as a fullback or any defender, if a player stands you up and has got pace and is looking to, it's the worst thing ever. Oh no! If know. you know, if you know, if you delay and you show in the pitch and you force them back. Ryan got, Kent wants to get back before he even has yeah, you know, thought sure. about going beyond and I think that's the most frustrating thing when you yeah. watch him um, because I think if you compare Abada and Kent I think technically Kent's a better player from what I've seen but Abada knows what he's good at and he knows where his weaknesses are and Ange Postecoglou spoke earlier about him being a guy that wants to always improve I think Ryan so, Kent just lacks real confidence at times And that, are Celtic's tactics better? Certainly fits the fits the system, yeah. fits the player, yeah. you know, and, and they get the most out of these players. Don't know what you I, think I, on that, I, Colin. I, I, I think there's a, a reason that Stephen Gerrard's not come in for any of the players that he says he, was, he would like to take to Aston Villa. I think there's a reason he's not took in, he's not come in for any of them. I, I really think deep down he, he, he knows they're no good enough. How are we going to bring this round to ask you? How do you think, Colin, it's going to go on Wednesday? You're in Amsterdam, Champions League. Great record last year in Europe. You, you, you Europe. I'm no, I'm no as, uh, I'm, no, I'm more confident in Europe 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm just dreading Bassey coming back because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he had, had a, I think he had an assist at the weekend or yeah. a couple of assists for Ajax. Um, I, I, I could see it being a, a, a one each or even a, a one nothing to Rangers, to be honest. Um, but I'm definitely more confident in the, the European games than I'm domestically. And Colin, what did that do to your weekend after the result? Because it was Saturday lunchtime, it was a long weekend for Barry. What, how was it for you? I was actually okay, to be honest, because as I say, I wasn't expecting much. Just uh, I knew their defence was a bomb scare, so I was actually kind of expecting it. Just especially the way the form that Celtic's been on. Colin, thanks for calling. It's something you wouldn't have heard a couple of seasons ago. Was it? We talk, Everyone talked about it. Rangers were so at the, at the back, they would hardly concede. But how quickly football moves on. I wonder what the talking points will be next Monday when we've had the opening Champions League <laughs> games. It is, uh, it's quite a time. Quick break and then we're back. Score predictor. We'll see how we did on Friday, about Saturday and Sunday. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton and Paul Cooney. So tomorrow night, remember, we'll be on the air from 6 until 8 and then on Wednesday we're on from 4 till 6 and then after the big matches we'll have the podcasts we'll tell you more about that just to remind you or go to the socials and you can find out uh, what's happening over the next few days yep because the Champions League is in town and also in Amsterdam have you played in the stadium where Rangers will play on Wednesday Barry? No I have not played in the Amsterdam arena no no, I tell what was it a tournament I went to, it was like a sevens tournament. I was only 16 or 17. I went to wow. Rangers first team, but right. I was like the hamper carry. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been in it, I've been in it a few times. Leanne, oh, have you played? No, sorry, yeah. I've played with the yeah. national team. Oh, yeah. You played it with Scotland? Played against Ajax, yeah. but sure. I've played, and against, it's, sorry about that. Against the Dutch, yeah. yeah. That many games, I don't try to rack uh, his brain to get through them all. Leanne, have you played? No, no I don't think so. No. Uh, I could go back over it and prove myself wrong because you were in the Champions League just two years ago late 20s before I started to remember places Uh, that I would visit (laughs) and stadiums that I played in we start clutching at straws to (laughs) hang on to the good times it's amazing when you think back the amount of places you've been to Mm -hmm. um, Frightening people say oh what was it like I've never seen it you go to an airport straight to a hotel (laughs) bit of dinner go and train at the stadium back sleep and that was you the game the next day yeah yeah, you never got to see any. I was always just really mm. focused, I think, on the game as well. Mm. I know a lot of players would, you know, they would want jerseys, players that uh, we would come mm. up against in moments in stadiums that they would know. And they would, that never never crossed my mind at the time. Just a pitch was a pitch. Just go, go and play. Some people some people go around the world and they get pictures of things. No, and, every, you know, no even that. But, yeah. Stadiums, I would never mm. take barely a photo no. or anything. Yeah, I would end up in a photo, maybe some yeah. other players were doing it, but it was never really... Um, never really in my thoughts um, just always the game ready for this the score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements specialists in all aspects of UPVC windows and doors so nobody actually won at the weekend so there's £1,150 at stake so on Friday someone will come on and get £100 and then there'll be Wow, it's amazing. £1,150 at stake. Because it's harder than you think, Leanne. You have to give the, the result. We don't need the scoreline, but it's either 
Well, when lose or draw? Just to let you know, yeah. I had an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Shall we just <laughs> That's do it? What I yeah. we're, we're also talking about the games, obviously, as well. But uh, let's look to the games at the weekend. Where do you want to start, Barry? Will we start Hibs Kilmarnock? Yeah, I, I fancied. Um, I think I said, I Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock. I you did. Was it a right good result midweek? Ten Castle yeah. midweek, albeit it was the yeah. cup. But I, I did. I just fancied Tarts. Um, uh, sorry, Hibs, but Commander went down to 10 men after 10 minutes. Aye, really early on. They actually gave a really good account of themselves, yeah. to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. Hibs just probably flatter to deceive at times. Mm-hmm. Um, for Hibs, though, people saying that, that's, uh, I know Lee Johnson I'm not sure been, Hibs. had been feeling no, well. But I, looked over it, I looked over it on Saturday, yeah. and actually, three out of the is it six games now they've played, uh, three of them they've had an advantage of a player as well. Kilmarnock, St Johnston, and Rangers were the three games, and they've really struggled to, to look. They do lack a real cutting edge, um, but having said that, they've picked up points. They've scored last-minute winners, and they're doing enough just now, I think, to to keep the pressure off Lee Johnson. As the Glasgow Station, we're a wee bit more concerned about the West of Scotland teams. Kilmarnock, should they? What do you think so far? Six games in, four points, Leanne. Uh, they've done okay. I think it was always going to be tough for for Derek McInnes. A huge turnaround again in, in the playing squad that come up from the Championship. We needed to have a, a good clear out because the quality just was never going to be enough. Um, and I think they've gave it, as I say, a decent account of themselves. Saturday could have been different had Ash Taylor not been sent off early yeah. on. They would have, I think, you know, get something out of that game, and they almost did. But yeah, I think Derek knows the he knows the league well enough, and I think the playing squad that he's got, and, and looking at the other teams in and around, there's nobody really pulling away. There, there's no other teams that are, are real standouts. Even Hearts have went off the boil slightly just now as well. So I think everything's there to be played for and, and I'm sure Derek will back himself to keep his side in the division at least. Aberdeen, so it's Celtic on top with 18 points after the six games. Rangers on 13. Then Aberdeen, Hearts and Motherwell on 10 points. What about Motherwell first of all then? You're with Motherwell. Ah, they're, they're, yes, they're doing okay. Yeah, yeah disappointed that they wouldn't have taken three points. Kevin Van Veen missed a penalty on Saturday. Thought they had real um, good spells in the game. I thought they were very, very dominant. Um, and Kevin Van Veen took to Twitter after the game to apologise and he was almost taking responsibility and felt accountable for the fact that his side didn't get three points. But Was it a penalty? Um, what one was it? back, yeah. I think no, I think it was. Yeah, if I, I remember at the time, I was on VAR on Saturday. Yeah. There's loads of decisions that I try <laughs> so and rack many. my brain. Um, but but Kevin Van Veen penalty's been a, a thing that's Aye. been quite a consistent feature. So he'll be disappointed that he didn't score, and especially with the, the arrival of Louis Moult coming in the transfer sure. window yeah. as well, who was loved at Motherwell he was during his time. And yep. He was um, wasn't fit enough. I don't think or, or wasn't signed in time to be in the squad so uh, Motherwell are doing okay and I like the fact that Stevie Hamill's going to give young players a chance as well that's his mantra and I think it's got to be because he doesn't have the same as other managers that, that could have been appointed you know I would have come in with a, a list of players you know I want to go and recruit him because of their experiences I think Stevie Hamill knows the young players well Barry how was your prediction Motherwell Dundee United nil nil no I fancied um, Motherwell yeah, yep. I, I think Stephen Hamill will, will do a, a real good job there. He's, he gets, he's been a, he's done his apprenticeship in terms of being in the, mm-hmm. the youth setup for five years, and uh, and it's good to see clubs give young managers an opportunity. And I, I think Stevie Hamill um, will do a fine job at Muddle. Even the crowds mm-hmm. at Fir Park have been excellent as well. Yeah. Fans have really bought pitch. into it. Pitch is immaculate. Over, think, over a, mil- a million six, pound they've spent on the pitch. Um, Great new hybrid, which mm-hmm. it looks incredible. Is it level know? now? Uh-huh. I, it was in, un, I forgot the numbers now mm. but the amount of dirt that they took away in the summer like hundreds of tons of dirt 
to, to try and level it. It's not completely level. Mm. Um, but where our office is in the Davy Cooper stand, when you look, I could not believe yeah, the slope that's on it. And I've played on the pitch yeah. a number of times, uh, but you don't feel it as bad when I mean, you actually look at the billboards and such. But St. Johnson, Aberdeen. Uh, sorry, St. Johnson, St. Mirren. Barry, 3 0 for the Perth Saints. Don't think. I, I think Noah went for a draw in this game. Aye. Yeah. What about St. Johnson? They have. They're turning it round yeah, now, good, aren't they? But we spoke about it at the start of the show. I think it makes a difference when you've got a, a goal poacher. Yeah. Nicky Clark. And Nicky Clark mm. as a poacher. He, he, Nicky Clark's proved that even in the championship, wherever he's went, he knows where the back of the net is. And I, I, I think it's a, a brilliant sign in there. And, and listen, people um, forget. His dad played at St. John's and Sandy Clark. Of course, um, so big Sandy. He'll be like a hero get, yeah, he'll be yeah. like a hero going back there. But I, I think that's a brilliant signing for St. Johnson. And, and listen, mm. I'm, I'm happy for Callum because I've got a lot of time sure. for him. Um, tough, tough sure. season from last year. But listen, he'd done what he had to do and make sure that they stayed in the Premier League. Leanne, from Paisley's point of view, it was a tough afternoon for St. Mirren going yeah. up there in 3 0. Yeah, it was in surprising. Yeah, probably yeah. a point. Yeah, they're. I think it took them a while to get going under mm. Stephen Robinson but they looked as if they'd kind of found their feet I thought they were really quick quick starts in games mm. that I've watched them first 20-25 minutes even when they've maybe not got their noses in front they've looked good they've got that goal threat but it, you know, I think a lot of that was down to St Johnston and their mm. performance on Saturday so you need to give them huge credit Because they were great against Dundee United obviously and that went a long way yep. to go against uh, Jack Ross probably so what about Ross County Aberdeen were you what was your verdict? Went, went a draw. You went one. for the draw, yeah. right? Okay. And you were <laughs> right. Saw, yeah, yeah. That's the only one I got right, my friend. And was it right at the end, the goal that was as a well? 90, yeah. 90 odd minutes. Yeah. Jim Goodwin would be furious again. Yeah. Players, sw- five, players switching off, don't deal with the long throw that comes into the box. Couple of bites that they could go and deal. Um, and it's a sucker punch, you know, and it's you come away with just goal, a point. Uh, it's poor. Scrappy. For a defensive point of view, it's really poor. Um, but credit to, to Malky McKay and his side as well because they're a side that I don't think they ever know when they're beat mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in games that they haven't performed well and he'll be hurting as well because after doing so well last season I know they had a slow start last year and it's the same this year so at the bottom Dundee United two points Kelly Ross County on four St Johnson on six Hibs on eight Livy on nine the top six St Mirren are just in there on nine points then Motherwell Hearts and Aberdeen on ten Rangers on 13 and Celtic on 18 points and a quick word in the championship so uh, good afternoon for Patrick Thistle 2-0 at our broth so Ian McCall's got them motoring Barry yeah, yeah the, listen the, what was it semi-finals they get put out last year um, and look what will make a difference I know that was a good result away from home it's always a tough place to um, to go our broth but what will yep. make a difference to Partick Thistle this year is at least they've got grass in their pitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. Good. So I think Leanne was yeah. doing the game at, what, what game was it a couple of weeks ago I was watching it Friday Dundee. night Dundee was, was it Dundee Cali Thistle, Thistle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. ICP, yeah and it's nice to see I mean the surface looked really good mm-hmm. and I think that'll make a difference to the players well done here United they're going so well 2-1 win for them at Morton and Dundee a 3-0 against Queen's Park maybe you just see with Queen's Park having mm-hmm. come up from the first division uh, one of the other headlines so that's us uh, that's the score predictor I'll be back uh, on Friday the score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements specialists in all aspects of your PVC windows and doors and you can register at thisisgo.co.uk. Some news today in the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup. Kilmarnock against Dundee United is going to be on Tuesday the 18th of October, 7.45. Motherwell Celtic, Wednesday the 19th, 6.15 kickoff. And then Rangers at uh, 
8.15 on the same evening. Talk, talk, talk to me, mate. Yeah. Talk to me about that, that time. I mean, yeah. what did people finish work? Sure. Half five, five o'clock, half yeah. four, five o'clock. Is They're a obviously rush. hoping that people don't go to the games and they just tune in and watch it on the yeah, TV. Yeah, <laughs> there's a strange... It's not for the fans, No, is it's it? not, it's no. not. No, it's a strange kick-off. When I seen that, when I get this handed to me and mm -hmm. I looked at the time, 6.15, strange one. And the SPFL are holding an emergency meeting to discuss Sky's deal after Rangers has failed to meet the 28-day deadline. We need everyone to agree. 28 clubs. Barry, you're smiling. So Rangers so far haven't agreed to the new deal, which is 150 uh, An extra £5 million pound yeah, a year. For uh, more games. Yep. yep. Um, I, I just hope that they've, they've put it out there to try and get other people interested, Paul. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think, I don't know what Leanne thinks, I think we've got a decent product up here. Mm -hmm. In sure. terms of there's, there's some good games, there's a lot of good football players. So I'm hopeful that they've put it out to like a, an Amazon Prime or, or something like mm -hmm. that to see if there was any interest. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they, they have done that. Leanne, your contacts at Amazon Prime? Is that going to happen? <laughs> uh, we do undersell the game though up here and I think 100%. that's where it's a catch-22 because if it's the only offer that's on the table, it's hard to say no. But at the same time, you can understand the frustration from the clubs. You know, are we doing enough to try and generate more interest in the game? It was a tale of two teams and uh, two parts of the city, wasn't it? The blue half, far from happy. The green half, uh, more than delighted. And people watching all over the world, 60,000 in the ground. But lots of people watching. Uh, we were on with John Hartson and there was two of two ends here as well. Leanne, where you are, was Big John, who was obviously delighted. And Barry just couldn't believe the way Rangers switched off. The managers afterwards, here was their reaction. Well, of course, very, very disappointed with the result, with the way we conceded the goals. I think it was um, well, a repeat of the last game we played in February with um, quickly taking uh, a throw-in and a free kick. Uh, we knew that... You know, that's one of the strengths and both times we weren't ready and conceded the goals, which you uh, know when you concede early goals like that, yeah, you make them stronger and you make it more difficult for yourself. So disappointed with that, of course, disappointed with the result. You know, I think that's, that's the thing I feel now. Ange Postacoglu on the game and uh, everything that pleased him. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant on both counts. Um, you know, we knew it would be a good challenge for us today. Um, they're a good side and they've proven they're a good side. Um, but, you know, we, we've been really good all, you know, since the season started. We're getting stronger every week and um, so it was a really dominant performance. Leanne's going to be some 48 hours now. What about tomorrow night, first of all, Celtic against Real Madrid? Yeah, be a brilliant game, brilliant spectacle. Um, I think Celtic will go and give a, a really good account of themselves. I don't see them getting turned over, any sort of heavy defeat, but I do think Real Madrid will, will edge the game. Um, perhaps something, you know, maybe a 2 1 3 1, something along those lines. And Rangers on Wednesday? Rangers, it's going to be a big ask again. I think if they can come, come back to Scotland with a draw, if they can go and get a point, it will be a, a good result off the back of the weekend's performances. Barry spoke about the way Ajax will play and, and the system and the style um, with that kind of fast, free flowing football. So it'll be a, a big ask, but I think a point would be realistic. Barry, we'll hear your build-up to Rangers on Wednesday. Remember, we're on the air from four till six. Celtic tomorrow night. What do you think? Uh, it's, well, it's going to be tough. They're playing against the European champions, um, Champions League winners. But you, you never know. Listen, it could spring a, a shock. They're not going to change. They're going to come at it. The only problem is that you're coming up against elite players, world-class players. So it'll be a, it'll be a tough one for for Celtic tomorrow night. Um, but. 
I can't go against Real Madrid because they're, they're one of the best teams about and they've got some of the best players but I don't think it'll be easy for Real Madrid I really don't I think they'll find it tough um, I'm sure Celtic will give them a, a hard game um, and I just think Real Madrid will edge it by a goal Thanks very much We'll Thanks, see you Barry four o'clock on Wednesday Thanks Leanne See you next week hopefully and we're on tomorrow night from six until eight Jokal Day is up next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.